You are now listening to Bodies by Design Radio with trainer Fred and Coach Donovan, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and the mindset of how it all applies to your busy life. For more, head over to bbdforlife.com. Hey, hey, what's going on, y'all? Coach Donovan here with Bodies by Design Radio, and I'm here on episode 37, and I'm with my co-host, Trainer Fred. What's up, everybody? What's happening, Fred? How you feeling, man? I'm doing great, man. How about you? Feeling pretty good today. Definitely excited about this podcast. Uh, I think it's something that's going to touch a lot of points that people can use, especially heading into the holidays. So um today what we're going to be talking about is oh actually what we're going to offer you is a survival guide for this culture of overeating that has um, become the norm for most of america and this is going to be really important as we head into the holidays and help you kind of rewire your brain so that you can actually experience food freedom um so what you have to understand is that certain foods are very powerful right? They, they tend to cast a spell over the most well-meaning dieter, right? And a lot of people associate that word diet as a bad thing, but we all have a diet. It just depends on what it is for you. So, and this, the, the power of these foods can cause even logical people to start to overeat uh, until their sides hurt. You've seen that where you, you sit back in the chair and like you, you ate too much. So, Another thing is they occupy your thoughts to the point of obsession. And if you've ever eaten anything full of sugar and fat, you can, you know how this feels to the point like you ignore the amount that's on your plate. And when it's all said and done, they accumulate on your body in the form of fats in the most obtrusive way until you get to the point where you're wondering what happened. And what's happened is there's a bunch of unused calories that are just sitting on your body. So why does food hold such power? And most importantly, how can you control your eating? So here, here's what we want to think about. And this is the big statement, but this is the end of overeating. If you pay attention to everything we're about to give you on this podcast. All right, Fred, you ready to roll? Yeah, man. Before we roll, I wanted to see if you uh, if you had any personal stories about this yourself, because mm-hmm. I know I, I, sh- I sure do, because I know sometimes people looking in from looking from the outside in and they see us and they're like, oh, man, you know, they must eat perfect and they must have perfect diets and they must work out all the time. And, you know, they do all the right things. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to see if you wanted to share a struggle that you may have. And I'll share a struggle that I have before we get started, because that way, so we can almost let everybody know that we're also human and we're struggling with the same thing too. And the only difference is we understand the information and we're applying the information more often than not. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's a good idea. So what comes up for me when you say that is, Even to this day, it's something I have to be very conscious of. I have to protect my environment, meaning I don't bring foods in my house that are packed with things that I would have to say I would have an addiction to if I had them here. So one story that comes up is way back in the day, maybe in my 20s, I had gotten to the point where I gained more weight than I, I wanted to. And I realized like I would just had a house full of stuff that wasn't 
meant for me to um to be lean and strong instead it was meant to feed my emotion and my my taste buds at the time and that was sugary stuff so there was this moment where i was like you know what i'm not going to do this anymore and i decided to uh throw stuff away that was in the house and part of that was some cookies that i had and mm. this this sounds crazy but i threw the stuff away right I went back to the trash can later on that day and the cookies were on a point at the top of the trash can where they didn't quite touch anything else, you know, so they were, they were still good, right? They were still good. And uh, I did end up eating one or two of those cookies. No. That's, that's the moment right there where I was like, this has got control of me. It's got power over me. And I never asked for that. And so that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of the pivotal moment for me where I started to really pay attention to how things outside of me can control me if I don't create internal control and discipline. And even to this day, I have to be very aware and think about that almost every morning when I wake up or, you know, the, the wheels can come off. So yeah. how about you, man? Well, I'm, I'm a very regimented person. And the moment I get out of my regiment, um, that's when not only do I see it, but also feel it too. My sleep uh, suffers. My energy suffers to where I feel like I'm caffeinating more than not. And um, I'm a fat addict. And I, if, if you put a bag of like mixed nuts and cashews and walnuts and pistachios, no matter how big the bag is, I can probably eat that bag pretty quickly. Um, and I don't know if that, I mean, we'll talk about that in this podcast, but there's definitely some serious association with like my upbringing because there was a lot of fats in the house all the time so that's 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 what we ate so i guess that's where i go find comfort but you know i have a term the moment i realize i'm just loosely eating i go to the cabinet more often i i'm snacking late at night and then one thing that i stopped doing that totally throws me off is tracking my food on my fitness pal and i literally told my wife 2 days ago i said i'm eating like an asshole. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm not tracking anything. I'm just eating whatever that's in front of me. And every time I do that, I lose track of the calories that I'm taking in the the, the quality of food, because I'm just going for the taste here and there, here and there. And we got snacks for the kids. And there are cookies and stuff around. And it's like, I can find them and I can eat them. So my goal recently is not to eat like an asshole. And um, that had to stop. So I literally stopped. Tra I, I start tracking my food um, two days ago. So I just start re I restarted tracking it. And all of a sudden, I just feel better. I've got a lot more energy. And then I realized I wasn't taking enough protein. And I was eating way too much fat as usual. So if you don't have a handle on what you're eating is very much like not having a handle on your finances, you're just spending and spending and spending and spending until that credit card bill comes in at the end of the month. And you're like, how the hell did it get so high? And it's not any different than your food. So for me, it's tracking. And the moment I stop tracking, that's when everything falls off the wheel for me. Although I mean, it's, it's just not a not a good situation, because I can become a vacuum cleaner very quickly. Yeah, man, um, that's a powerful share. So what we want to offer you listening is a way that maybe you can overcome whatever it is for you, right? And so we're going to call this the this section right here, the end of overeating. 
So there was a doctor, his name is David Kessler, and uh, he set out to answer some questions, like some really pressing questions around um, how overeating works and actually wrote a bestseller called The End of Overeating. And despite being a pediatrician, a former FDA commissioner and a former dean of the medical schools at Yale and the University of California, San Francisco, Dr. Kessler struggles with his own weight. So observing the current obesity epidemic, he knew that he wasn't alone. And Dr. Kessler, with the insight of some of the brightest minds and in medicine and science, discovered the following three reasons that most of us are compelled to overeat. So really pay attention here. Reason number one, an irresistible combination rewires your brain. Think about that. So your favorite treat, most likely it can be broken down into the basic building blocks of sugar, fat, or salt. You hear people say it all the time, like, oh, I'm a sugar person, or I'm a fat person, or I like salty, crunchy things. Whatever it is for you, that combination is there. So it's known as the three points of the compass, a combination that's been shown to literally alter the biological circuitry of your brain. Now, that, get, that gets pretty deep because that's a point where you don't have control anymore. So sugar, fat, and salt give what's called a high hedonic value, which gives you your pleasure. So the pleasure reinforces you to return to these favorite foods time and time again. Now, if you just listen to that, you can understand why you have these patterns of going back to these foods and why we all have these patterns of being able to go back to these foods so easily. So point number two, is the food industry targets you. This is deep. Everywhere you go, you're gonna see the clever work of the food industry tempting you with these highly palatable creations, right? It starts with the marketing, the words they use, the stuff you see on the front of the package, the colors that they use. Food has become a science and your taste preferences, the guiding, if that's the guiding light. And they know that you like, you know, or that we as humans like, sugar, fat, and salt. And the question behind the scenes is, how can we get this to taste so good that they come back and buy more of it or the other thing that we have? So look, the food industry has one goal, to get you hooked. By constructing food items that are high in sugar, fat, and salt, they know that you're gonna come back time and time again. And number three, conditioned hypereating becomes a way of life. Now, listen, humans are conditioned to seek more reward. And when readily available, hyper palatable foods become our reward and a pattern of hyper eating quickly emerges. So just like Fred was talking about when he has those, the bag of mixed nuts in front of him, he eats that. It tastes really good. It feels good. And it just keeps going and going. It turns into this hyper eating. And before you know it, without even thinking about it, the bag is gone. And for you, it may be a bag of cookies or a bag of chips. So. Dr. Kessler describes the cycle like this. Foods high in sugar, fat, and salt, and the cues that signal them promote more of everything, more arousal, more thoughts of food, more urge to pursue food, more dopamine-stimulated approach behavior, more consumption, more opioid-driven reward, more overeating to feel better, more delay in feeling full, more loss of control, more preoccupation with food, more habit-driven behavior, and ultimately more and more weight gain.
So this is the cycle that much of America, especially, is stuck in, which is why we have the obesity and overweight rates that we have. And we want to offer you some ways that you can really start to break these cycles if they happen to be part of your life right now. Yeah, breaking these cycles are not going to be easy. Uh, I, I just hate when it's advertised that, you know, take, you know, five steps and get well. It, everything takes time. Everything takes practice. Everything takes discipline. So all these things that we're saying, go back and listen to them. Uh, look at the show notes. Make sure you know, you write them down and just start, start implementing them because when you, when you have so many things that you're listening to, it's really, really difficult to process all of it and then put it all into action. So just do one thing at a time, let time kind of heal the whole process because it took time for your taste buds, like Donovan said, to get used to these foods. Now you have to kind of give time for them to get reconditioned so you can actually have good foods that not going to, wrap around your waist and not kind of feel you you know make you feel sluggish and and feel depressed so let's talk about breaking these cycles let's talk about some of these things kind of step by step uh in order to resist overeating in today's tempting food environment you must eat by a self a set of self-imposed rules yep you got to set some rules for yourself and yes i know it's easy to break your own rules but these are some of the things that you just have to set in stone for you and you have to obey it by them. And again, my fitness pal comes into play to where you can really start tracking stuff and actually seeing what you're putting in your body. Uh, Predetermined rules take away the need uh, to take to make food decisions in vulnerable moments. Um, as mentioned, as Donovan mentioned earlier with Dr. Kessler, you know, he thinks that these rules should be simple enough to fit in your busy life, but specific enough to remove uncertainty from the food equation. Um, for suggestions as to what rules you should adapt, we're going to turn into another best-selling author, and he wrote a book called In Defense of Food, and his name is Michael Pollan. Uh, he wrote some really cool stuff that uh, we took some notes of, and uh, one of the things he said, don't eat anything your great-grandmother wouldn't recognize as food. Donovan, would your great-grandmother recognize goldfish? no no she probably slapped me if i said we're gonna eat some goldfish like don't do that <laughs> all right so pay more eat less Ooh, that's a tough one look for quality of food over quantity yes it is so much cheaper to get a 24 pack of ramen noodles you know you have some ramen noodles and, and mm. sprinkle some of that that cancer powder on top of it mm. Uh, yeah, we, we had that. We had that in, uh, in college when, when we had no money. But uh, if you have the means and if you're able to, what you want to really do is buy higher quality foods and buy organic foods and study the foods and make sure that the foods are um, that you feel good when you eat those foods and you'll eat less of them, but it's going to be a much higher quality uh, don't get your fuel from the same place you get your fuel for your car. That's mm. kind of funny. That's uh, gas stations. Yeah. <laughs> the gas stations are, are great for fueling your car, but the food that they're selling is not suited to fuel you. It's just basically is to fuel your taste buds. There's not a lot of healthy food choices that are, that are in gas stations. One, usually when you walk in, you got hot dogs, you got donuts, you got really quick grabs that you just, you know, you just grab and go that, that shoot your insulin levels through the roof. 
So remember that. Try not to eat alone. This is a big one. Eating can become a mindless process when you're doing it alone, leading to overeating. And a lot of a lot of time I see, you know, people that go to lunch that are by themselves, the first thing they do, they take their phone out. So the moment you take the focus off your food and you put it on your phone, your brain can't do two things at the same time. So it'll take us focus to the phone and then you forget what you're eating and how much you're eating. So you lose that signal of whether you are still hungry or you're not hungry. So you just continue to just keep eating or until you clean out the plate. So make sure you invite somebody to lunch. And uh, if you do have to eat alone, just put your phone away and just focus on eating. Um, eat slowly. That's it. That's a big one because we're just in such a rush all the time. Uh, eat foods that have been, you know, prepared slowly. That means no fast foods. Uh, there's a lot that goes with that. Uh, foods that are prepared slowly. That means there's a lot more time that is taken to prep the food. That means the food was probably a whole food or you took the actual time to do it. So you enjoy actually eating it. So if you've taken so much time to cook and prep the food, take your time and eat it. And it's so much better for your digestion anyways. Um, a big thing we have to do is we have to make negative associations with some foods. Um, think about it this way. When was the last time you peeled a lemon and you just ate it whole? And I'm probably going to guess never. That's because your taste buds already have a negative association with that sour taste. Our taste buds have traditionally been our guide when it comes to food selection, but this must change for you to successfully avoid overeating. Since the food industry purposely crafts food items to please your taste buds and not your waistline, what tastes good can no longer dictate what you eat. Uh, it's really up to you to create a negative association with unhealthy food. Despite their pleasing taste, uh, here are some negatives to focus on. The extra calories that will accumulate around your waist, uh, that your health will suffer over the long run, you will become more disappointed with your appearance, and you'll feel sluggish. Donovan, I don't know about you, man, but I don't want to feel any of these four things. And if I can put some negative associations with some foods that will keep me away from these feelings, I would definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, just like we talk about in our Nutrition Ninja program, it's like we teach our clients that there's not necessarily, you know, we don't have to go around saying, okay, there's a good and bad food. But what we're doing is we're playing a psychological game with ourselves so we can master food and saying, hey, I know I don't want to overconsume or eat this kind of food all the time because, and then ask yourself a valuable question. Do I want these extra calories to accumulate around my waist, right? Do I want my health to suffer? And whatever your answer is to that question, you got to really think about that driving your next action. And so um, that's what, you know, those negative associations can be powerful. You know what? There was a conversation that you and I had a long time ago that I never forgot. And we talked about the moment. And I don't know if you remember that or not, but it's like the moment after you do something that you knew you shouldn't have done. Because... Yeah. During the process, you may be chewing on that thing and you may be really loving on it, but then right with the moment where you swallowed it or with the moment where you finished it and you just kind of take a deep breath and that moment of shit, why did, what did I just do? What did I just do? Why did I just eat that? 
And then you go through all of this crazy psychological warfare with yourself based on the momentarily pressure, pleasure that you just took in whatever you just ate or whatever you just drank. And it's if we just take a moment and think about that specific feeling that you're going to get immediately after you do something that you know you shouldn't be doing, that is also another huge deterrent. And that's something that I still use to this day. I always ask myself, what am I going to feel like this psychologically after I eat this? And that's one thing that I think a lot of us are struggling with. And we just say, oh, it's just normal to feel guilty after that. No, because if I want to eat something and if I really like it afterwards, I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So that's one thing that you got to really remember is what are you going to feel after you eat it? And if you know you're not going to feel good about it, put that thing down. Let's move on to number three, which is give yourself a real reward. The bottom line is what we eat is that uh, whenever we eat unhealthy food, we reward ourselves with it. We're like, okay, well, if, if you eat your food, you can have this. Or if you eat your food, we do this with our kids all the time. Not my kids, but I see people doing, uh, doing it with their kids. You know, we reward our kids with like carrots and apples and pears. And yeah, they're still sweet, but it's a lot better than, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, bunch of sugar that, uh, that's coming from artificial sources. So it's really time to give yourself a truly beneficial reward. And where that leads us to what is that great beneficial reward that you can give yourself is exercise. Yes, it always goes back to exercise and moving your body. Exercise is a healthy reward that will not only release all the endorphins in your system, but you also give you the benefit of the weight loss and, and the improved health. Um, I truly believe that you can overcome all these patterns and overeating with a healthy eating and regular exercise program. So you got to think about if you already have some of these puzzle puzzle pieces in place and you're already exercising, but you're struggling with the nutrition part, go back and listen to some of these, pick up a couple of, uh, pick up a couple of key points and just start slowly doing them. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of letting all of our clients know when they come in and they need the help is that we tell them that it's going to take time. It is going to take time. Like, repeat that to yourself. It will take time. Nothing just happens overnight. And if you give yourself enough time and if you give yourself enough slack and if you don't shame yourself and if you don't feel guilty about all the things that you're doing and just start taking positive steps, it's much easier to overcome anything that you're struggling with because that's, that crazy cycle just continues over and over and over again. Yes, sir. So this was a pretty dense episode, y'all. Like Fred said, go back and listen to it. Pay attention to the, there's a lot of um, mindset stuff here. That's like psychology is huge because if you, for one reason, for one second, think we're not playing a mental game on this earth, then you're already setting yourself back. So this is your survival guide to remove yourself from the culture of overeating. And we provided this for you because we want nothing more for you than to win. So as this holiday season comes up, really start to get your mindset intact and we will see you on the next episode. Now, one thing, 
this information is really important. And there's somebody in your life right now that could use this mindset reset before the holidays get here. So we really appreciate you sharing this, passing it along. And actually, this is free content that we give you. So your payment to us is to share it along to somebody else who could possibly benefit from the information. All right. We appreciate your time, your attention, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace out, guys. For more from Bodies by Design, please head over to bbdforlife.com. If this show was valuable to you, please share it out. There's someone that needs this message right now. Also, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. When you do this, it helps us climb the iTunes charts, reach more people, and impact the next life. We appreciate you tuning in, and we're committed to keep bringing you more great content that, when applied, has the power to change your life.